There was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe. His name was Moshe Meisels. He was a very special chassid. He was very smart. He learned a lot. At first, he learned Torah by a big Talmud Chacham. His name was the Gra. But later, he became a chassid of the Alter Rebbe. And he would do everything that Rebbe said, no matter what it is. Even if it would be dangerous, anything that Rebbe said, I'll do. So there was once the Alter Rebbe gave him a very dangerous mission to do a very, very important shlichus. Then, there was a big war happening between Russia and France. And the leader then of France was a big Russia. His name was Napoleon. And he had a very big army. And he was fighting and taking over more countries and more places. And he was fighting against Russia. And he had a huge army. And he was winning a lot against the Russian armies. And the Russian armies were had to run away. Because Napoleon was coming with all his soldiers. And they were winning them. So the Russia was running away. The soldiers were running away. So the Altrebe wrote a secret, top secret letter to this chassid, the Meishemaisels. And told him that on Rosh Hashanah, they told me in Shemayim that if Napoleon, the leader of France, is going to win, then the Yidin are going to have more money, but they're going to, in Ruchnius, in their Torah Mitzvahs, is going to go down. Because Napoleon doesn't like people doing Torah Mitzvahs. He's going to try to convince everyone to stop doing Torah Mitzvahs. And it's not going to be good for the Yidin, for their Ruchnius. If the Tsar wins, the king of Russia wins, so they're not going to have so much money, it's going to be hard, but the Yidin are going to come closer and closer to Hashem and do more and more Torah mitzvahs. Now Yilach, tell me, what's more important? Will Yidin have money or Yidin do Torah mitzvahs? Torah mitzvahs. So the Altar said, the Tsar of Russia has to win, and also he knew that Napoleon was a big Russia, and he thought he, was, he didn't believe in Hashem, and the Tsar... Uh, the Alter Rebbe had to say thank you, Tim. The, the Zara also helped the Alter Rebbe get out of jail. So the Alter Rebbe did a lot of things in Shemayim to make sure the Zara would win. Like on the next Rosh Hashanah, he blew Tzakiyah, a special kavana, and he made sure the Zara should win. But he also sent his chassid, the Meishemaisels, to go be a spy for the Russian army. So the chassid said, I'll do it. The Alter Rebbe said, I'm for sure going to do it. Even though it's very dangerous. Because if you're a spy, and they find out you're a spy, when they find out someone's a spy, they kill them right away. So it's very dangerous, but the Alter Rebbe said, I'm going to do it. So again, Napoleon was coming closer and closer with his soldiers. So this Hassan Meishan Meisels, he went close to the border, nearby where the French army was. And then the French army came more in. And he was there when the French army came. And the Meishemais was brilliant. He was very, very smart. And the French came in, speaking French. And they had to tell, talk to people, Excuse-moi, s'il vous plaît. No, they don't understand French. They only, they only understand Russian. So they needed someone to translate from French to Russian. They want to put up a sign. This is what you got to do. And they didn't speak Russian, so... This chassid, Meishem Meisel, oh, I can speak French and Russian, all different languages for you. And he translated. And they said, oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. Yeah, sure. I love the French. And the French also knew that there were a lot of Yidin who actually liked Napoleon. Al-Tarebbe didn't, but other Yidin did. 
So they thought Mestam Mimesha Meisels, he really likes us. That's why he's translating for us. He's trying to help us. And all of the soldiers and officers said, wow, he's so smart. And he's helping us. We could ask him questions about, about the things we want to know about the place. He knows everything. So they said, they told their higher officer in charge of them, the captains and the higher, said, oh, there's someone here who's helping us a lot. Maybe you want to speak to him also. Oh yeah, I have a question. They'd speak to him. And all the French officers and the generals, they all liked him. So the French generals said, you know what? Maybe hang around in our office. We have questions to ask you, things we need to translate. So now think. The French generals said, maybe come hang around with us. And he said, sure, I'll help you. I'll be happy to help you. That was the whole plan. Because he's going to be a spy and give information to the Russian army. So they're speaking to him until all the French generals said, this is the best person. He's such a good friend for us. Okay, you can hang out in our office, in the top secret general office. We have questions. We'll ask you and translate things. So he's hanging around all the French generals and he hears all their secrets they're talking. Say, hmm, maybe we should attack the Russians this way or that way. Hmm, we'll do this secret trick. You know what you heard the Russians are doing? Where their army is? We'll secretly put our army. So he pretend like, okay, big deal. I'm not really listening. I'm busy working. And he would hear all the secrets. When later, no one's looking. He would tell another hostage someone, Psst, pass on this message. The French are taking the army this way and that way, doing this, this trick. And the Russian generals would hear. And they'd be able to protect themselves from the French. They knew their plans. There was one example that when Major Meisel saved the Russian army, the French generals were saying, hmm, we we fight against them. You know, they need their swords and their guns and their bombs to fight. You know what we're going to do? They have this big, big house, big storage house, where they keep all their weapons. So we're going to go burn it down. So they won't have any weapons left. So we fight against them, they won't have their weapons. So let's see, hmm, what do our spies say? How many, they have soldiers protecting that big house. How many soldiers do they have? Maybe 20 soldiers? Okay, so middle of the night, we're going to come, let's say, with 100 soldiers. And we'll get rid of all the Russian soldiers and burn the place down. And then, they won't have any weapons left. We're going to do secret middle of the night. Sounds like a good plan, right? And the Chassid Meishamayla is sitting there, working on the side. I didn't hear anything, right? Later, he told the Chassid, go tell the Russian generals this and this. They're coming middle of the night. And this in the storage house, they're trying to burn it down. Russian generals here, hmm, the French is going to come in the middle of the night. Okay, so we'll hide, not 100 soldiers, 200 soldiers. And when the French came, they surrounded them, uh, you're under arrest. And they would tie them up, uh, you're in jail. And they saved this big place, saved the Russians all their weapons. Once, Meisha Meisel was sitting in the headquarters, and the French generals were saying, hmm, how are we going to attack the French? How we, I said, the Russians, go this way, that way. And he's sitting on the side, translating some papers, pretending like he doesn't care what they're saying, really hears every word. And in the middle, the door burst open, and Napoleon himself, who was the leader, like the king of the whole France, burst in, and he looked around, and Napoleon saw the French generals, saw the French generals, disgusting, and he sees one man sitting on the side, and he says, what's this stranger doing here? He stares at Meisha Miles, runs over to him, and he screams at him, You're a spy! And he throws his hand, Napoleon put his hand against the Chassid's heart. Now, the worst thing a spy could ever be scared of is they're going to catch me. And then once they, they catch them, they're going to kill them. So if someone gets very, very scared, their heart starts pounding <laughs> very, very, very fast. 
So Moshe Meisel was sitting there. Then Napoleon stared at him. I said, screamed at him, you're a spy! And threw his hand against his heart. He wanted to see if he got nervous. If his heart was pounding. It's going to go fast. And he figured, if he's a spy, he's going to be scared. <gasps> he caught me. He's going to be pounding. I feel, feel his heart. And his heart was beating calm, normal, relaxed. And the Chassid told Napoleon, Your Majesty, the, your generals asked me to help them, to translate things for them. I'm waiting for them to tell me what to do. I'm, I'm helping them. So Napoleon saw this Chassid so calm, and his heart's not beating fast, he said, Okay, he can't be a spy. Because if he would be a spy, he would have gotten very scared. And I screamed him in his face, You're a spy. Okay, fine. Okay. You could, you could, fine, you can go. Really? He was a spy. So how was he so calm? So the Chassid Meisha Meisel later said is that the Al-Tarebbe teaches everyone that your mind always has to rule over the heart. Meaning, Hashem gave everyone a Yitzhahara. And the Yitzhahara sees something and says, Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I want that. Not only Yinglach, even adults. Adults also have a Yitzhahara. Maybe for different things. Maybe not a little candy. Different, different things. Maybe bigger things. The Yitzhahara says, Oh, I want that. I want that in the heart. And the minus realizes, no, he's doing what Hashem wants. Not listen to everything you want. So the Rebbe teaches us in Tanya and Chassidus how the mind has to be the boss and tell the heart, no, no, you don't do what you want. You have to do the right thing. So he worked on himself so much. He says, I want to do this. He said, nope, I'm sorry. I listen only to Hashem. Until his heart learned to just, just listen to the Yitzhah Taib. That's it. So he so much worked on himself that even if he something look delicious and good, but it wasn't for him, no, he wouldn't even want it. So now, if someone would come in and scream, you're a spy, what does the heart want to say? Yikes, run away, ah, be scared. That's what the heart would say. But his mind said, no, have to talk Hashem, everything's going to be fine, don't be scared. He worked himself so much that he, he won over the Yitzhahara. So even though his heart wanted to be scared, he said, no, not to be scared, be relaxed. He said, because I worked on myself and learning chassidus and serving Hashem, that's what ended up saving my life. Now, the Russians, how did they fight the war? They said, if we fight right against the soldiers, it's going to be very hard. And a lot of our soldiers are going to die. So the Russian armies, they said, you know what? The French are coming slowly, slowly. We're going to back up, go back into Russia. And whenever we back away, we're going to burn down all the towns and cities. To the ground. So when the French come, there's no houses. Nothing left in the whole place. Why do they do that? Because, you know, outside now, it's winter. It's pretty cold outside. You need to wear your coats and scarf and gloves, everything. So, first of all, in Russia, it's even more cold than now. And if you go outside, you wear your coats, everything. Even with all your coats, you don't stay outside for too long. You go inside to warm up. So the Russians said, listen... If we burn down all the houses, everything, all the buildings, the French are going to come, they want to go inside and warm up, and there's no buildings. There's nowhere to warm up. And we stuck outside. Yeah. And even with their coats, but if it's freezing, 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 they're going to get sick, and they're going to die from the cold. So that's what the, the Russians did. That's what the Russians did. The Russians backed up, and every time they left some cities, they burnt it down. So the French are coming closer and closer, so we are deeper in Russia, we're staying inside the houses, we can warm up. And the French, where they are, there's no houses there. And that's what happened. 
the French were coming closer and closer and closer. And while they were coming, oh, we got another city, but there's no one here, no houses here. And we're getting freezing. And they started getting runny noses and coughs and sicks and even more sick until most of the French soldiers, they died from the cold. So Napoleon lost the war because not with the soldiers fighting against other ones, but just because that his soldiers froze to death. It was very important for the Russian army to know that the French are not going to do a surprise, quick attack and win against us. They had to know what the French were going to do so they could slowly, slowly do their plan. Later, after the war was over, the Altarebbe passed away in middle while he was running away from Napoleon. Napoleon was coming more and more into Russia and the Altarebbe did not want to be there when Napoleon was there. Because Napoleon is a big clipper. He's a very Russia evil person. So the Altarebbe ran away, went deeper into Russia, not to be there when Napoleon was there. And the Russian generals gave Altarebbe wagons and things to help him escape. And the Altarebbe, while he was running away, he actually passed away in Chavdal and Tevis. The Tsar later, when they won the war, was very thankful to Altarebbe that because of his help, that's how he won the war from his spy. And also, the Altarebbe did things in Shemaim to help. So the Altarebbe wasn't alive anymore, but the Tsar gave a special award to the Altarebbe's son, the Mitrebbe, and said, you are a special citizen in Russia, a special honored citizen for you and all your children. And that helped the Mitrebbe a lot of times, the special reward, award that the Tsar gave to the Mitrebbe.